Hey everybody, welcome back to Java Chat. I we have to me a real special guest. And and there's a lot behind the reason why I said that. Nelson Tressler is somebody that works with a lot of people on goals and, and so on and so forth, but he's and he's been doing it for a long time, but like twenty five years, Nelson? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and he comes from a, a background not too far from mine. I mean, he's, he's gone through some rough, rough stuff. I haven't gone through as much rough stuff as he has, but I, he came up from nothing. And essentially I, I did too. It's, his was a lot tougher. Let me put it that way. And he'll explain that here in a minute, but we have Nelson Tressler here with us. Nelson, thank you for joining us here on Java chat. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Michael. I'm excited to have a conversation here. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to dig right in you guys. And, and I'm going to let Nelson talk for a little bit. Give us some background, brother, because you came out of you came out of a dark place. I mean, like, yeah, not just dark, rough and dark. So, like, where 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 did it all start? Yeah, I mean, I I have a pretty unique uh, origin story. My mom, my mom got pregnant with me when she was fifteen years old, and uh, while she was pregnant with me, her father who was the local trash collector in a small Pennsylvania town, 6,000 people. Mm -hmm. uh, while, while she was pregnant with me, he decided to throw a bunch of guns in his car and drive into the town square and open fire on two police officers who were there. What? Uh, he ended up, he ended up killing one and wounding another. And uh, he was captured and brought to trial. And uh, during his trial, my mom took the stand. Uh, he was facing the death penalty, yeah. of course. Yeah, um, Pennsylvania. Yep. Yeah. And uh, my mom got up and uh, testified to the jury that the reason that her father had just uh, shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had pulled her over at the age of 15 and uh, raped her. And uh, she was now Whoa. pregnant. She was now pregnant with his baby, who was me. Oh, and that's, that's kind of how my, how my life started. You know, and, and, and if you've ever lived in a small town, you know, everybody knows your business. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So hard enough with your grandfather uh, shooting and killing a police officer, you know, but my life, you know, it didn't, it didn't get any easier after that my mom you know she turned 21 years old started to go to the bars and and found a peach of a man who eventually became my stepfather and i, I get uh, the feeling the term peach of a man is said tongue-in-cheek somewhat yeah absolutely and yeah. you know I, I was at first i was excited you know uh, i never had a, a father figure in my life but come to find out uh, rather quickly he was an alcoholic and <sighs> physically abused me and my mom pretty much on a, on a daily basis. And uh, as you can imagine, it had a huge effect on my, you know, my life and sure. schooling and, and emotional, <clears throat> you know, flash forward uh, to the fourth grade. I remember looking down at my uh, report card and seeing that I had received straight Fs. And by this time I have, you know, three uh, younger brothers and 
The lifestyle that my mom and stepdad are living is uh, pretty much my mom would have rather me stay home and help her with the kids than go to school. Okay. So I think I missed school 60 or so times that fourth grade year. Wow. But after being held back in fourth grade, you know, they tried to get me the help that I needed. They put me into a special ed. I couldn't read, couldn't write, still can't spell. Come to find out, you know, I have dyslexia and, uh, you know, that, that's kind of where my, my life started. It was, uh, yeah, it, it, it was trying, you know, with everything that, you know, I was dealing with at home and then you go out into a small town and hmm. you know, everybody has labeled you as, as, you know, that, that kid. That's gotta and, be the, that's gotta be the shit run of, of the century, bro. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're walking out your door and you already know. Yeah, what you're facing. Yeah, yeah, it it was definitely hard, and and believe me, I I struggled my my whole youth with it and and dealing with it. And I, you know, I have I have a a book coming out uh, called The Unlucky Sperm Club, and and from that story, I guess most of you guys can figure out why I came up with that title. But it kind of goes through a, a lot of those life lessons that I had early on in life and it's pretty good reading it's it's pretty entertaining and i'm sure it will be i'll be looking for that book no 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 doubt yeah so so how long did this go on before anything well, started changing i mean yeah that's a so, long time bro yeah so when i was 11 year when i was 11 years old my mom has uh five kids now and my stepfather was walking home drunk from a, a bar one night on, you know, a Pennsylvania back road yeah. and somebody else was driving home drunk from that bar and uh, ended up hitting and killing him. Jeez. And uh, it was at this time that my mom, you know, she had dropped out of school in the eighth grade. She has five kids, you know, she has no education, you know, no skills out, outside of the home, never had worked outside of the home. And as bad as her life was, as, as bad as things were with my stepfather, you know, here she was uh, a young mother of five with no education, no income, and worst of all, no hope. Wow. And it was at this time that she decided that she was going to take her own life. And oh, uh, fortunately, though, uh, she was not successful, but yeah, that's it was at that, yeah, yeah at, at, at this time, she was put into uh, you know a hospital to recover and sure. and to gather and and at, it was at that time that my family got split up. I went to go live with my grandmother, who is the wife of uh, my grandfather, who shot and killed the police officer. Uh, my sister. Did you, know, did you know all this by this time that that's what happened? I mean, did or did Grandma tell you? I mean, that's, uh, that had to oh, have been yeah, a shock no. in hell too. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was definitely definitely aware of what my grandfather had done. I mean, I dealt with those consequences every day yeah. of my life. Okay. And, uh, and my sister went to go live with, with my aunt. And then my three brothers went to go live with uh, my stepfather's family. But it was at this time when my mom did get out of the hospital that she decided she couldn't care for all of us. So our family was split up. She ended up taking back my three brothers and my youngest sister, who was six months at the time, went to yeah. live with my and then I went to go live with my grandmother, 
who is the mother of 15 kids. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Family legacy. Yeah, absolutely. I love it, dude. That's, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, and, and for the first time in my life, you know, as stable as life could be at my Grams, you know, there's probably 10 people living there, some other cousins that mm. were living there for various reasons. A few of her kids were still there. But for the first time in my life, I had a stable you know, house and, you know, you, there were things like you, you took a, you took a bath every night and I, I wasn't tasked <clears throat> with, you know, taking care of kids and waking up when, and helping, you know, feed babies in the middle of the night and change diapers. And, right, right. and even though education was never a huge deal in, in my uh, family, it was, it was expected that you were going, go, going to go to school. Yeah. And so every day, you know, I had to go to school. And for the first time, you know, I started to realize that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't stupid. Right. Uh, you know, I could do this, you know, as I started to build up some momentum and actually paid attention. And then you just you know, needed what, some help, dude. I mean, dyslexia is not, a, it's a, it's, it's a slowdown. It's not a stop. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I got, I got cousins and friends that had dyslexia and they're doing very well today and they still, they still deal with it. I mean, but they're, they're killing it in their business. Yeah. Right? You know, it's just, I think a lot of people misunderstand that these aren't, you know, when people say, well, they're disabilities. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're not able to learn. That just means they're a little hampered or they're a little slowed. And all you got to do is give them the right tools and the right, and the right mindset to get themselves going and they'll figure it out. Yeah. I, I love how you said, you know, it's a slowdown, not a stop. And no, it's not a stop. It's never been a The stop comes from the, and, and this is this, you and I can probably run down this road all day. The stop comes internally when we ourselves think, well, shit, I can't do it. That's no, not no. real. Yep. That's yeah, not that's, real. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, one day I went to school, you know, to continue my story and kind of where it changed was I lived close to Penn State University. And oh, cool. when, when I was in the seventh grade, we had an assembly uh -huh. and a counselor from Penn State came down and was talking about how, you know, what you needed to do to get into college. And, you know, uh, kind of bells and whistles were going off in my, in my head at this time. You know, I was reflecting upon my life a lot at this time and pretty much realizing that my life sucked. And great realizations to have right in the middle of a, yeah. <laughs> of a coaching yeah. session. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I thought to myself, if I could graduate college, I could change things. Now, you know, whenever you set a goal and, mm -hmm. and, you know, all those voices in the back of your head start talking to you and telling you why you can't do it, you know, in my, in my grand's family of 15 children, only two had ever graduated high school. None wow. had ever attended a college and none of my cousins, you know, at this time I had 50 or 75 cousins Sheesh. and none of them had ever attended uh, a, a university. And here I sat, you know, uh, with dyslexia, I can't read, I can't write, can't spell. And, you know, all these voices keep telling me like, what in the world are you thinking going to college? You, you're going to be lucky to graduate high school. But, you know, I, I told myself, I don't want this life for me. I don't want it for my eventual family. And I really felt like, you know, this would, would help me to live a life where I, you know, didn't have to worry about no food in the refrigerator right, and, exactly. yeah. and all of those things. So 
the next day I started to focus on school and started to pay attention and do my best and actually start doing homework and those, those type of things. And each day got a little bit better. And, and, you know, I had one thing going for me. I, I was a pretty good athlete. Nice. And that helps. Yeah. A little, as a little, that, that I would consider a little bit of a release for all the stress and frustration oh. that you've been dealing with. So I'm sure that must've helped some. Yeah, no, absolutely. It helped it. It helped a ton. And so I, by the time I was out of my 10th, 10th grade at the end of the year, and mm -hmm. when you're in special ed, they give you this test every year to kind yeah. of see how you've progressed. And after three years of, you know, doing my best and trying my best, I took that test. And at the end of 10th grade, you know, I was able to pass my way out of all of the special ed classes. Wow. Awesome. And, you know, started taking some college prep. But like I said, you know, I still wasn't by no means a straight A student. You know, I was I was busting out C's and B's and and trying my hardest to to even get there. But with with sports, I had, you know, one college that wanted me to come and play football for them. Who, who was because that? Because of St. Francis University in, in Pennsylvania. Cool. You know, small, small yep. school. Yep. But, but because of that, I was able to, you know, get into college. Yep. Probably couldn't have done it with the grades that I had, but I became that first person in my family to uh, go to college. That's so. So let me let me. For those of you that are watching, listening to all this, and you know, there's probably a lot of stuff swirling in your heads, but check it out. You got somebody here who comes from what would normally be a, a death sentence in my opinion for living a good life a lot of people never get out of what you went through a lot of people especially because of the small town thing um, i come from an island and you run into the same person two or three times a day you know i'm now in las vegas and it's like i might see somebody once in a week <laughs> right usually different it's still a small one horse town don't get me wrong but but the I'm idea in is, Vegas and I've never seen you, Michael. So it's not that small. We'll have to change that. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know you were here. Okay, we'll have to, yeah, we'll definitely need to get together. We, there, there have been a couple of other guests that also are here in Las Vegas. I had no idea. The idea of coming away from something that's that dark, that's that messed up utterly. I mean, alcoholism is alcoholism and domestic abuse. It's, in my opinion, it's all shit. It shouldn't be but it happens. The, the stress and, the, and the, the, the hardships that the children face, and a lot of times the lack of help and support that they, that they receive, it's mind-numbing. I'm very thankful that like even in our, in our community here, we got things like Project 150 for the homeless kids that are, you know, to keep them somewhat uplifted with what they're dealing with because they go to school, but they go, to, they, go, they go where after school? They don't go home. They don't have one. Right. And, and these are the kinds of things that are, I'm so glad are now are happening because back when we were kids, you and me, that stuff didn't exist. I mean, what, there was a Salvation Army? That's just a homeless shelter. Yeah. They didn't really have outreach programs. So you come out of this dark space, step into a place that nobody in your family has really ever been, yours in particular, and you're now in college, which I totally love because I've always, I've always used this and people are like, well, I'm, I'm struggling in college. I said, okay, so let me ask you a question. 
the guy that graduates from the doctorate program with an A, what do they call him? Doctor. Okay. And the guy that gets the D, what do they call him? Doctor. And, and, I, and, they, and they look at me and they go, yeah, but, but, but Mike, I said, listen, if you're a physician and you got A's and you sound like a quack, I'm not coming to you. If you got D's and you sound like you know your shit, you're working on me. Yeah. That's what matters. So, okay. Fast forward. We're, we're, we're college. We graduated from college. Yeah. No, no. I mean, the story, the story continues. And oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's, yeah. let's finish that up because I have a couple of questions right after all of that's done. Sure. I mean, just like any goal, I mean, you, you always hit these hurdles that you have to overcome and, Absolutely. you know, so at this time I was living with my gram, my gram, you know, is on social security at the time, Yeah. $4,800 a year, uh, hoarding, oh, uh, 10, 10 people in her house. So I get to college and even though I got a, a, a little bit of, uh, you know, I got all the Pell Grants and of course I qualified for everything. Sure, sure, sure. And, you know, won a, won a couple scholarships out of high school. But after that first semester, you know, I owed a thousand dollars and I had, you know, I had worked and, and saved some money. So I was able to, to come up with that thousand dollars. But after the second semester, I owed another $3,500. Yeah. It just there gets worse no, as you go on. <laughs> yeah. There, there was no way I was going to be able to afford to go to school. Yeah. And it was at this time, like, like with any other goal is okay. It, it didn't work out. You know, how can I be resourceful and figure out a way? So one of my buddies was going into the air force and told me about the GI bill and the air force kind of checked all the boxes for me because one, it was going to pay for my school. Yep. Two, it was going to get me out of this town where I had so <laughs> much baggage. Yep. And uh, so I joined the air force and uh, long story short, 12 years, four schools after set, you know, setting that goal, I became the first person in my family to uh, graduate college. And, so, uh, so two things. Yeah. One, friggin' awesome because you made it. Thank you. And actually, let me back that up. First thing, thank you for your service. That you. that's huge. Two, congratulations, you did it. Somewhere in there, a switch came on that started having you focus on goal setting. You know what the switch happened when, when, when that switch really happened was after I graduated college, you know, I realized to myself, you know, when you're, when you're in my situation and you're looking out into this world and you have all this baggage, you think everyone else is different than you. Everybody else is better than you. Everybody else is in a better yeah. situation yeah. than you. And you have all this negative self-talk. But when I was able to graduate college, that's when I said, you know what, if somebody like me, you know, and, and you've heard my story, if somebody in that situation could become the first person in his family to graduate college and actually do it, what else could I do with goals and personal development? And I became obsessed with goals and personal development you know, every program that I could get my hands on and afford and every audio book and all of that stuff for the, for the past 20 years, I graduated college from UNLV in uh, the year 2000. And here we are in, in 2020. So it's been two decades since, since I've become obsessed with that. And I've used goals to, you know, create a life I couldn't have even imagined, you know, 20 years ago. 
Good. This, this is a good segue for our next section because we're going to talk about all of that and what, what, what motivates, what inspires you. So, guys, we're going to take a short 30-second break, and we'll be right back after we have a, a moment from our sponsor. And we're back here at Java Chat Coffee with Mike here, sitting with Nelson Tressler, and we were just kind of chuckling back and forth because I had no idea he was here and uh, in Las Vegas. So we're going to have to grab coffee sometime when we can meet somewhere in between because he's on the other side of the world from, from me. and. <laughs> It's like we're gonna need a we're gonna need a mass transit here just from the north side to the south side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we, we you were talking about before the break, you were starting to talk about how you started moving through learning goals, understanding, and the and the triggers hit right 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 after college. And you started studying, you started getting into this section usually talks about what are the things that motivate and inspire you. Yeah. I, I do want some of that, but and I, I want to dig into how you learned to put together the goals, the accountability, and all this kind of stuff. Because everybody hears about the smart system. Everybody, well, not everybody. A good portion of people that understand goals know about the smart system. And yet there's the accountability side. And then there's the motivational side, the inspirational side. Because there's, there's still that voice in the back going, damn, that goal is kind of tough, dude. You, I, mm, I don't know if we can make that. You're, you're always going to deal with that. So... Firstly, who are some of the people that you started following and learning from and, and you know, books you've read and things that, yeah. that got you to like, oh, shit, this is cool? Well, yeah, just about every book. But, you know, of course, Tony, Tony Robbins was huge. Yep. Brian Tracy was yes. huge. Brian Moran from the 12-week year. Yeah, was I remember huge. Brian Moran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Chet Holmes. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in sales, so I listened to a lot of Chet Holmes, Ty Eckert. You got you got all the old schoolers, bro. You yeah, got all you the know, guys from the first class. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Now I I love, jeez, uh, and of course I knew I was gonna the school of greatness. How? How? Yeah. How? How? Lewis How? Lewis, yeah. And uh, he's so, a cool dude, by the way. We we had before he ever got famous. He and I was talking back and forth. And I had no idea who the guy was, uh-huh. but he had such a, he had such a cool demeanor about himself and such a humble, uh, it's just, he was just a humble dude. Yeah. And now look at him. Guy's killing yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's definitely taken off, but I, I love anything. I mean, after I've written this book and started this new company, I've, I've been on quite a few podcasts and I love podcasts. You know, I've listened. I listened to them sporadically. I was more of a book guy. Yeah, and, uh, was always listening to books. And and by the way, one of the one of the biggest things that I can trace back my success is listen to audio books in your car or podcasts or something like that. Forget the radio. Forget you know sports and and talk radio. Get in there, you know, uh, a rolling university. I've learned so yeah. much and and prime my mind for so many uh, great ideas and and actions. So, <clears throat> if there's one thing you take away from this, never listen to, you know, music or or, or talk radio again. You know, listen to that podcast and things that are going to. So yeah, I've listened to all of those guys and and started going to uh, conferences and things like that, but. Just started New Year's Day is my favorite holiday. You know, back then I couldn't wait to whatever program, you know, Darren Hardy. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, the compound effect that yep. that book's incredible too. 
but he, he had a great goal program that I used for quite a few years. And, you know, New Year's Day, you know, everybody in my family knew don't mess with dad today. You know, I literally spent five or six hours out there doing my goals and reviewing them and reviewing what worked, what didn't work, planning out the entire year. And, and I've done that for 20 years. And this, this, you do this, like it's a, it's a, it's an absolute whole day thing. It takes you how many hours to go through this? Just you know on what, when, when, when I was doing that, it, it was a four to six hour uh, event. And, you know, so over the past 20 years or, or so, I've learned from all, all these guys that I talked about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I started to become known as, you know, the goal guy in uh, my group and uh, with all my friends and acquaintances. And, you know, I, I love talking about it. I mean, it's that one thing that if somebody talks about a goal or, you know, talks about something like that, you know, I chime up and run across the room and, and force myself in that conversation just because <laughs> I, love, I love to talk about it. And I know what, I know what power goals are and, and how different, you know, it, one goal, just one goal can, can be in your life. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm here talking to you because I set that first goal of being that first person to graduate college and then everything else kind of came from that. So, but I started working with people just, you know, they, they would come up to me and say, yeah, you know, I'd give talks and things like that on, sure. on goals. Sure. And they'd come up to me and say, man, you know what? I really need to, to work on my goals. And would you sit down with me and be like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I loved it. And I would sit down with these people and these are good, good, hardworking, successful people, you know, doctors and lawyers and mm -hmm. business owners and, you know, just great guys. And uh, I would sit down with them. I'd spend two, three hours with them, helping them write their goals and how, how to write a goal and how to think about it and how to set milestones and how to break that big goal down into small chunks. And I would do all that and I'd be pumped up and fired up for them. And then we'd leave and they'd be fired up. And then I'd see them, you know, two, three weeks later, I'm like, hey, how are the goals coming, man? And he's like, oh yeah, you know what? I need to get back on that. It'd be like, oh, <laughs> it'd be like, what happened? What happened? Yeah, it'd be like a kick in the gut, and yeah, I'd be yeah. like, oh. and and that happened to me several times, and and I became frustrated. But then what I, then one day I was like, you know what? Why don't we? Why don't we be accountability partners? And you know, I started being accountability partners with, you know, one of these guys. And the change was dramatic. And the funny thing was, here I am, you know, feeling like I'm a goal expert. What I realized was I was, I was helping him stay accountable, but he was also helping me. And my goal fulfillment went through the roof because of that accountability. And I started to be, you know, accountability partners for, you know, three, four people and then what I started to realize was, geez, this is taking up a lot of my time. It's starting to affect <laughs> what I can accomplish. Right. And I was on a hike one day here in Vegas and, you know, that aha moment popped into my head is like, you know what, you need to start a group with all these people who want to fulfill their goals mm -hmm. and help each other, you know, be, be accountable to what they were going to say or, or what they were going to do. And so I'm like, that's absolutely what I want to do. So I went around to uh, a dozen of the people who had asked me about goals. And I'm like, I'm starting this group and it, it was free. 
and uh, wasn't charging any, yeah yeah wasn't charging any money i just wanted to help these people because again i love goals i know the power of it so we started this group uh, there was 12 of us and mm-hmm. we would we would have a meeting a month and mm-hmm. you know talk about goals and talk about experts that everybody had and it was just a great group of guys and then we would rotate part partners every month and you know, when I really knew I was onto something, you know, I would, I would bump into uh, one of the wives of the people in the group, you know, at church or at the store or whatever, and they'd come up to me and they'd say, Nelson, you can never end this group. My husband <laughs> is a different guy and, you know, he's thoughtful and he's working out and, he, you know, he's cleaning up. I mean, he, he's doing everything better. Never stop this group. And, you know, when I really knew I was on to something, every wife who, you know, was, whose husband was in this group, yeah. they started their own goal group. Awesome. Oh, what a huge change it was. And like I said, these were, these were successful guys. I mean, we, sure. we, we had surgeons and lawyers and construction workers and business owners. So it was a very wide uh, variety of <laughs> You're talking about guys that are already familiar with attaining goals. They just wanted Absolutely. to see how they could step it up. And that it sounds yeah. like this group has really not not just just as a as an aside, I was also part of an accountability group. There was a friend of mine who wanted to start a specific almost mastermind accountability group. Mm-hmm. And we, we tried it for for I think about two or three months. And unfortunately, because he was constantly traveling, it made it hard for him to direct what was going on. The yeah. concept was understood. The accountability part wasn't adhered to well enough, and there wasn't a system in place. And I, and I think people forget that if you're going to do this, like a group, that's a, that's a system. It's, it's, yeah. And then within that system, there's probably more to make sure that everybody checks in at a certain point, at a certain, you know, and then whatever, what if you don't hit it? You know, what do yep. we do? How do we make this, how do we make this attainable? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, what, with that, I mean, you, you hit on a lot of things that we struggled with too, is, you know, we were just people, you know, in a group, there was, there was no real formal, you know, there's no format. Right. I mean, yeah. it was kind of my program and, you know, I was using other people's pieces of other people's programs that I found that worked and, right. and you know, cutting out things that didn't work. Right. But you know, I can monetize things in my brain. I'm like, you know what, you know how many people would benefit from this type of program. And I started to work on putting together a program of the things that I knew worked and would help people. And, you know, I started, I'm like, we always, we always would in this group would say, man, it would be great if we had this, or it would be great if, you know, we could all talk to each other. It would be great if we, you know, had an app that would help us do this and see when, so, you know, I, I had started, I've started over 10 businesses, you know, here in, in Las Vegas. And I was fortunate enough to sell one of the chains that I started. Nice. And, and at that time it was like, okay, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? I mean, you're young. The retirement is, is not for me. No, and, <laughs> I don't think it's for any of us. <laughs> yeah. And, we're, and we're, it, we're never going to quit. I swear. No. And it, and it was that question. What would you do? You know, if, if uh, money didn't matter and I can start another I'm business. Like, 
Yeah. And, and I wanted to start a business that just changed people's lives through goal, go. personal development. That's awesome. And so I started designing an app and, and that app was, you know, it was called six months to success. Nice. And, and uh, it had people meeting in person in groups like we did and, it, and designed it to, you know, whenever you had a, a success partner, we call them success partners, whenever they would check off their to-do list or their morning ritual or their evening ritual, you as their partner would see that. And then there was a, a goal guide over, over them that actually helped them. Because just like you said, we don't, have, we don't have a knowledge problem. We know what we need to do. We have an execution problem. We just don't do what we know we need to do when we yeah. need to do it. Yeah. And, and these success partners in this goal guide would help people in the group stay focused. And if they, they would see that, hey, this guy didn't check in on the app today. He didn't do his morning ritual and right. plan his day or his evening ritual, right. you know, reflecting back on what he did. So they could just send him a friendly message because you're, you, accountability gets such a bad rap because we all envision that football coach or whatever screaming at us because we didn't do what we were supposed to do that that's not what accountability is accountability right. is you being accountable to yourself to do the things that you said you were going to do you, and you bring up a good point on that being being accountable to yourself to your goals and to others and there's there's a huge there's a, i think there's a huge like you you just started describing the misnomer of what accountability is can you, can you dig into that a little bit more? I mean, I, I mean, you're, we're talking about moving the needle, not just for us, but essentially for our community and anybody else that we can affect, correct? Oh, I mean, that, that, that's why I love goals so much. I mean, go, goals are not just like here and now. Goals change generations. I mean, look at me. I mean, you, you all have just heard my story. As I said here, 20 years after achieving that first goal, my life couldn't be any more different. I mean, I've, I've been married to my best friend. We're about to celebrate our 25th wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. I, I've raised, you know, we, we've raised three. I better say we there because if I say I, <laughs> I'm in big trouble. <laughs> we, Where's the accountability in that? <laughs> you know, we, we've raised three awesome young men who are on their way to being productive. But that those goals will change the generations that follow you because of what you've done. And that that's why I love goals so much. And, you know, the whole purpose of what I want to do is I want to change the world, but I want to change the world one person and one goal at a time. And the way that I want to change the world is by changing the individual's world, yeah, yeah. the way that that one goal changed my world. And uh, so th that's kind of what, what we want to do. But yeah, so just as six months to success was picking up steam and was working this whole thing with COVID hit and with the COVID. Joy, the joy of COVID. Huh? Yeah. And you, <laughs> you were no longer able to meet with groups. And again, goals do this and people need yeah. to realize that, you know what, there's these hurdles, but you've got to figure out a way to get past them because, you know, that, There's that, that, does, that just lends over to priorities. What's your real priority? I mean, if you, if you really want it, you're going to do whatever it takes. I mean, it, I had a coach one time. In fact, we call him coach. I had a coach one time that says, I will do whatever I will do or I will accomplish that goal at all costs. 
Absolutely. Not at, not at any cost, at all costs. And, and when he said that, I literally stopped for a second. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go reassess what I'm doing because I had never heard of it, heard it like that. When, when, you, when you understand the context of what those two words actually mean, yeah. I, at any cost means you're going to do anything and it could get you in trouble, but at all costs, it means you're going to take every step possible and you're going to find every step possible. It's a huge difference. Yep. The, the any cost puts fear in your head. The all cost makes you realize, oh shit, there's a lot more to do here, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one of our philosophies. You know, we, we have 15 philosophies that we run by, but once you set a goal and, and, and this, this program, it, it, you know, it, it's not only just a, a glorified task list there, it's a whole program. It's a whole mindset. I mean, as, as you know, you know, priming your mind and getting your mind right and, and, and learning these strategies and techniques is just as important as, you know, doing things for your goals, yeah, because without that right mindset, you're never going to follow through, you know, yeah. without having that strong why, yeah. you know, and realizing why you should set a goal and how to write a goal and how to work on that goal every single day. So this, it's a full blown program, but back, back to COVID, we, we were not able to meet with, within groups anymore. Right. And so during that lockdown, I realized, you know what, we need to pivot. And uh, because my goal wasn't to have a company that, you know, met in groups specifically to do that. My comp, you know, my vision for, for this company was to help people achieve their goals. And so I went to work on a new app. And the program within six months to success was called I Got Smarter. And you kind of reference smart goals. Yeah. And even though smart goals have been out there for a long time and a lot of people use them and, and they definitely help you write a great goal, there's still 92% of New Year's resolutions are failing. So uh, you, can, you can write a good goal and that's a good start, but that's not the end of the journey when it comes to goals. So I, you know, in our program added all the missing ingredients is that I've realized over the last 20 years of, of goal fulfillment and kind of work to patch all those holes. So our program's called I Got Smarter. That's the new app that's out now. You'll, you'll get a, you'll get a kick out of this. I stopped making new year's resolutions. And, and a lot of people have. Yeah. Uh, and not, not because I knew I wouldn't, it was because it was the, it, first off, why am I only reserving that one day? Why am I not readjusting? Why am I not looking at my goals daily to see if I'm still on the right path? Why am I so beholden to one thing? Which, which kind of goes into the thing about defining success. Because yeah. no, no one's definition is, obviously, it's never the same. Some people be just happy staying at home. You know, we, we've got people that are, that are this new generation that are intending to make a lot of money being a gamer and streaming on Twitch, which I'm still not, I still don't get that. But, there are people out there making a killing on Twitch, you know, and, and, and this is their goal. They want right. to be the best Twitch streamer on Twitch. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not entirely sure how you're contributing to the community, but, and then, and then, and then I start watching some of these guys. They are the most non-toxic and toxic blocking people on the planet on their streams. And they literally they come back out in other videos later and go, I catch a toxic person on there. You're gone. I'm blocking you. Here's, here's what this community is about. And then they go through all of the values, the very things that we believe in as value-based right. value people. And I look at that, I'm like, 
you know what? You do deserve the money that you're making. Screw it. Keep going. Yeah. I, I mean, any money that you make, you, you're helping, you know, as, as long as it's, as long as it's honest. I mean, I think it was Zig Ziglar who said, you know, you can have everything you want in this life as long as you're willing to help, you know, exactly enough people yep. yeah, get yeah. Uh, what they want. And so anybody who's out there doing that, I mean, there's people who are watching those guys on Twitch and I have a friend that, that does that. Somebody who works for us has started that and they're not huge, but they love it. And that's what they do. And I'm like, Hey, if people are out there and they are gaining value by watching you play a game and, and they enjoy it more power to you. So, I mean, that, that's one of the things in our program is we don't judge what your goals are as long right. as they're ethical. Right. I mean, we're not going to help you do anything that's uh, unethical, but it, they're your goals. No, and no, they robbing, have to, no, no robbing banks, huh? Okay. No, no we, we won't help you do that. But I mean, as long as they're your goals and you have that strong why, I mean, that's one of the most important things when you do set a goal is that it has to be your goal. It can't be the world's goal. It can't be your spouse's goal. It can't be your kid's goal or your, or your parents' goals. Yep. It has yep. to be your goals or the chances are you're going to fail uh, yeah. because that why is not strong enough. You, you, you talked, you're, we're going to take another break here for another short 30 seconds, but when we come back, we're going to talk about more about the program and, and what you're doing and, and where you see your future and kind of talk a little bit about your goals over the next five years, et cetera, et cetera. So guys, we're going to take another 30 second break and we will be right back. And we're back here on Java chat with Nelson Tressler. We were talking a little bit about goal setting. I, I really, I think you should come back so we can dig further into it and understanding your goal, goal setting process, because I think it would be extremely valuable to anybody. You were talking about the redesign of your app. You've now got the program inside it called I Got Smarter. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And the, the idea behind that, again, to recap for those who are just jumping in, if you are, was that the original app was to kind of create a meetup kind of scenario where people could sit down and actually meet face to face. Obviously we had the, the lockdown that happened. There had to be a pivot. He made the pivot. So describe the, I got smarter. Is that now something where it's a virtual meeting or what, how does that work? Yeah. So right now I got smarter as an app and we're just putting the final touches on it. it it's, it's already out on the app store and we, we are giving away 30 free days just, just to try it out and make sure, but it's a full blown program that will run you through our philosophies, the program, but kind of the, the nuts and bolts of it is that uh, you can actually still invite a success partner to join you nice. and link to you through the app. So, you know, maybe Michael, me and you would be partners and every day we start with a morning ritual. I mean, there's so much, you know, information out there about how much more productive you are when you plan your day. Yeah. And we came up with this uh, morning ritual that takes only five to 10 minutes and wow. it just makes you so much more productive, but you start with gratitude. I mean, that's one of the, the things that I just love is it. And what I found is if you're not grateful for what you have now, chances are you're not going to be grateful for what you're going to have. Oh, yeah. So we teach that attitude of gratitude and every day, we have you thinking about that every day we're teaching the uh, philosophies and the strategies of I got smarter, which built into the program. So you're getting that kind of 
juice of uh, yeah. what the program's all about. There's a positive quote in there every single day. And then you go through, you review your goals every day. You look at them. You can see your why there. One of the fun things with our program is every goal is associated with a positive uh, reward. Nice. If you hit, hit your goal, you're going to reward yourself, but it's also associated with a, a negative consequence. And so if you don't hit that goal, you could, you're going to follow through with that negative consequence. And, you know, maybe that's uh, taking off your shirt and singing on YouTube uh, and posting it. If you don't, you know, I had something much worse way. since we live here in Las Vegas, but that's, I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a male. <laughs> if you're a male. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that, that kind of makes it fun. And, you know, all of us tend to either run towards uh, pleasure or run away from pain. So we've yeah. kind of touched that. But every goal is associated with that. And we, we talked about New Year's resolutions and mm -hmm. the success rate of those. What we've done at I Got Smarter is we've broken all of our goals down to 30-day sprints. Perfect. And that is something that your mind can wrap around. You can really figure out every single day counts when it comes to 30 days. And that's not to say you can't have these huge, big goals. You absolutely can and should. But what we've done in our program is teach you how to break that down. What can I do in the next 30 days that will get me closer to this goal? And you, you kind of can see like, okay, every day counts and your mind can wrap yourself around what's going to happen 30 days from now, right. as opposed to if you have this huge goal, that's five years away, you, you don't feel that urgency it, to really it's, work it's hard on to it. Do. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to and do. Life changes and it's like, ah, you know what, I'll do it Monday or, you know, I'll start that at the beginning of the month. Right. And one of the things we teach at I Got Smarter is time is our greatest resource. Yeah. And every day should should be used to its fullest because we never know. You know, yeah. we never know if yeah. our situations change or if we're even going to be on, on this earth in, in a day. So yeah. we teach that concept. And then we, we do a to-do every day for our goals. Yeah. And that gives you that hyper-focus on what can I do today to accomplish that goal. And so many people, you know, especially, you know, when they get uh, to midlife, they kind of look back on their life and they're like, crap, where, where <laughs> did I go? Yeah. Uh, so not where I wanted to be. And uh, a lot of that reason for that is that they didn't live that life with purpose and they didn't work on their goals that were going to make the biggest difference. They were busy. They were, you know, they were busy their whole entire life but they didn't work on those things that meant the most to them. And I got smarter, you know, has you doing that every single day you're working on accomplishing those goals. And, and we only work on three goals at a time. I know people have tons of goals out there, but again, what I found over my 25 years of, of goal fulfillment is if you get more than three goals, your mind just kind of goes haywire and, and then you end up accomplishing none of them. So we focus on three goals. I got five. I need to cut that sucker down again. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can still have those five goals and, and probably still even work on some of those, but we're hyper-focused on the three yeah. goals for that, for that 30 days. It, and it, makes, it makes sense, though. I mean, you're talking about being able – you said it, the hyper-focus when you have absolute focus after one thing. 
all of a sudden it's it makes more sense it just it's easier to it's easier to keep track of as well you you stay a little more motivated yeah, um, absolutely yeah and and so that that uh, part of the app, that morning ritual, that actually populates your entire day for you as yes. you're going through that morning ritual. And and then every every month we work on forming a new positive habit, and so that populates your calendar for you. And so throughout the day, you're looking at your calendar and and you're ensuring that you're checking off all the things that you said you were going to do. And then every night we have what we call our evening ritual. And that's a lot of reflection on how did you do today? And did you accomplish uh, all the things that were on your list and, and gratitude? And, and if you have your success partner, what did you do to help your success partner? Were you a good success partner? Were you helping fulfill your goals? And you're, you're really living life with purpose when you follow this app and this program. And that makes, that makes absolutely all the difference. I mean, I think so many of us go throughout life just on autopilot and we're just kind That's of true. following, following yeah. the signs. And yeah. I kind of talk about that in my book is it's like, you know, you, you get in your car and the next thing you know, you're, you're at, you're work. at work and you have no idea how you got there. Exactly. And, it's, it's and nuts. magnify that over a decade and, uh, a lot of people are ending up, you know, here we are starting a new decade, you know, think back to 2010 and what you wanted to accomplish and where you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here you are 10 years later and chances are you're like, I, I don't even know where the decade went, but right. you follow right. this program. And when you work on your goals, you're living life with purpose and you absolutely are accomplishing the things you need to accomplish. Sweet. So what's your next biggest goal in the next five years? You know what, this business, you know, I, I was a commercial broker for, for 20 years. You know, I set goals in that. I became the top producer nationwide and have kind of climbed, climbed that mountain. Like I, I said, you know, I started a chain of uh, children's daycares here in Las Vegas, was able to sell those, started a chain of pet resorts here and in Phoenix, was able to sell that. And now I'm to the point where, you know, I want to work. I want to help people who are struggling in life. I know where I came from. I know that it's possible and I know how to do it. And, and through this, I got smarter program. I know people can do it. When I, when I look at people and I see them living below their abilities, it, it literally breaks my heart. Because I know, you know, I know where I, I could be. And I, I don't give fear much place in my life. But the one thing that scares me to death is if I didn't fulfill that first goal of becoming that first person in my family right. to graduate college, I would have forfeited the life that I'm living right now. Right. And oh my goodness, that scares me to death. I, I want to I wanna spend the rest of my life helping people achieve their life's biggest goals and living, you know, better, more productive lives so that when they get to the end of their life, they don't look back and say, where'd all the time go? Yeah. I want them to live that fulfilling life and be on their deathbed and say, you know what? I gave it a go and, and I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't trade it for the world. And this program, I got smarter and 
goals will absolutely help people live that more productive life. And, and that's what I want to do with the rest of my life is, you know, change the world one person and one goal at a time by changing that one person's world. You that's going to be, that's going to be huge. Let's talk about the book for a quick second. Cause we're almost out of time here. I want to, I want to get into that. You called it the, the CEO of the unlucky. What's the title? Uh, it's called the unlucky sperm club. Oh, uh, the unlucky sperm club. Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're not a victim of your circumstance, but a product of your choices. And yeah, I'm so excited about this it, book. It, interesting. Interesting, dude. That subtitle is like, Okay, sounds like I'm about to take a little whooping here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've been working on this book forever. And I mean, you know, I have dyslexia. So, uh, you know, you, you think about I'm never going to write a book. I can barely spell. But I, again, I wanted to write this book, one, to tell my story, and to, two, to prove to myself that I can do it, you know, regardless of what right. my circumstances are. Right, right. But it talks a lot about the lessons that I learned uh, growing up in that small town under the circumstances yeah. that I was born into. But it also talks about the businesses that I've started here in Las Vegas mm -hmm. and um, the trials that I went through. I, like I said, I was in commercial real estate during the 2008 crash. Yeah. And it Boy, talks was that, a lot of, Boy, was that fun, wasn't it? Yeah. And it talks <laughs> a lot about that and the struggles in real estate and the struggles with my businesses and the struggles in my personal life. Believe me, you know, life has, has been challenging as it should be. Yeah. But it it's, it's a very, you know, it's an inspiring book. It's funny on one page. You know, I think you'll be laughing and on the next page, I think you'll be crying. So it's, it's definitely taking you on that roller coaster ride. And, but at the end of every chapter, you know, I, I wanted to teach. I mean, I'm a self-help uh, junkie. So I've given a lot of helpful hints and techniques and strategies that helped me through that. But I think it's a great inspiring book, especially what we're going through right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think I think all of us can use a little more inspiration. Kind of, yeah. That picked me up to understand that you know what? I can't control the winds, right. but I absolutely can control my sales. Yeah. And I you know there there's nothing much we can do with what's going on with in the world right now with with COVID and, and all the unrest, but you know what? We can focus on ourselves and we can be doing the things that we need to do yeah. to make our lives better and make it go in the direction that we want it to go. And, and I think that's what this book will do for a lot of people. Yeah. I was just going to, if, if you are into sailing and I'm not totally into sailing, but I understand that that's called tacking. We have to go into the wind sometimes just to be able to get the rest of the wind moving and when we can still move. So books releases November 12th. November 12th, it comes out. It's, it's available on, you know, anywhere you buy a book, Amazon. Barnes uh, & Noble and all those guys, they'll all have it. Yeah, and it's actually, you can pre-order it on Amazon right now. Oh, well, even better. Okay, so yeah. those links, guys, will be done. How do people find you? Like, how do they find the program? Like, where did, is there a website or something? Yeah, you can go to nelsontressler.com, okay. and that's there. But we also have a website, I Got Smarter all spelled out you can you can go there as well and uh, I, I haven't been a great social media guy and uh, with this new business I'm trying to do that I've kind of been anti-social media but I definitely see the value so uh, 
uh, you can go to I Got Smarter on on all the socials or Nelson Tressler on all the socials. That'll be cool. Awesome. All those links will, of course, be down in the in the comments as usual, guys. Is if you need anything, just go down on the bottom. If you want to ask any questions, you know, on YouTube, make sure you post the questions down below. We'll forward them over to Nelson, and he can answer them as he needs to, as he can. Excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. Last question: What's the biggest challenge you're facing in your business right now? You know what? It's it's getting the word out there and, and getting your message out there to to people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I've been in sales for, for 20 years and I know how hard it is. You, you can have the best product, you can have the best service, but if people don't know about it, it's not going to do them any good. Yeah. And, That's you know, starting, yeah. And starting a new business, it, you know, once you've kind of started that business and you've gained that success and things are going right to kind of start a new business, you forget all the struggles that you went through, you know, 20 years ago when you started another business. So there's that, there's, there's that, but you know what? I, I, the one thing that I believe in life is you get to give meaning to everything that happens to you in your life. Why on earth would you ever give anything a negative meaning? And I try to, I try to give a positive meaning to everything that happens to me in my life. So, you know, with COVID and, having to pivot on the first business. You know what? I think uh, I got smarter app is going to help more people faster than six months of success. So I'm just trying to give everything a positive meaning now and just trying to help as many people as I can, you know, live that, you know, the best version of their life. Awesome. That's, and that, that in and of itself is already huge. We've reached, unfortunately, because I really want this to go longer. We've reached the end of our time. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on Java Chat, Nelson. I really want to tell you, it, I, I got nuggets. And if y'all have been listening and you didn't get nuggets, rewind, listen again. There's a ton of gold in this one. Um, but thanks for sharing some time with us. Uh, we'll definitely want to have you come back, uh, maybe to dig in a little bit more into goal setting and you know, getting into the whys and stuff like that. Because I, I think a lot of people forget how to get to that point. I know there's a process to it. It takes a little bit. So again, everybody, for those of you that are watching, all the links will be down in the comments, all of the uh, commentary and stuff like that. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And by the way, hit the bell. The bell tells you when the next one comes up. We say that in every episode because some people don't know. If you're listening on any of the podcast platforms, there is, I think, 12 of them. Feel free, download, subscribe there. If you're listening on anchor.fm, which is one of them, feel free to you know support our little podcast here. Every little bit helps. If nothing more, make sure you share out this podcast. This one's really valuable for sure, as are all of our guests. I think for the most part, this, for me, you and I are probably going to have a conversation real soon. <laughs> but again you guys know how we love to end this we always tell you the same thing and we mean it we love every single one of you whether you're watching or you're listening we want all the best for you we want to make sure that you guys are performing at your top top possible best that you can so stay up stay safe stay healthy and live for nelson tressler and myself coffee with mike ciao for now thank you 
For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.